Across Tamworth and the northwest slopes and plains, you're waking up to 2TM Breakfast with Peter Huxley. Hey, that's me. G'day, Tony. Good How are you going? You're surprised I've got a little one that says, yeah, this is me. No, I'm not surprised. I was just being funny because it said, with oh. Peter Huxley, and I was like, there you are. Yeah, that's me. Right here, here in front of me. Exactly. Wednesday, middle of the working week. We got a bit of rain yesterday. Did you get any we did. indication about any you know, dam levels or anything overnight? Yes. So actually there should be increased numbers. That's why it's not actually in the news this morning because I'm waiting yeah. for the, no, the right. best number. But at the council meeting last night, they did say that Chaffee Dam was at 19%, which wow. was even higher than what the lovely Louise told us yesterday morning. So, And she is lovely. And mm. it would have continued to flow higher um, with the, all the runoff coming into the dam. So I'm, I'm hoping so. for a higher number this morning too. I'm thinking, you know, Friday before we see the the outcome of that. Uh, there's there's plenty, yeah, plenty yes, of water to yeah. flow in just yet, isn't there? There was, I mean, there was flooding in East Tamworth yesterday. Yes. So, so that's surely that flows down at some point. Yeah, there wasn't um, an update from the SES this morning, which will be in the news, um, that the flood waters have now subsided and looking forward at um, predictions from the Bureau of Meteorology there. Mm-hmm. Shouldn't be any further flooding. Um, however, landowners that live with, you know, on creeks and things like that should mm. just continue to monitor that for their yeah. own areas. But the mm. Peel River shouldn't have any more flooding. It kind of started to subside around four o'clock yesterday afternoon once it hit at the peak. Yeah, I'm hearing we should, we're expecting long-term weather forecasters, which I poo-poo because it's two days. <laughs> Let me tell you, I've been reading out the weather every half hour for three hours every day for the last eight years. And I'm telling you, they only get it right about two to three days in advance. Outside that, it's a little bit sketchy. Yes. So I don't know how these long-term weather... But nonetheless, well, they the, are saying a wet August... Uh, uh, yes, we did discuss mm. this, I think, because I interviewed another um, a meteorologist from the Bureau a couple of weeks back about the potential La Nina. That's right. We did so speak about La Nina. Yes. They, that's where the like long-term forecast comes in with like general... Mm. increased rainfall if that is correct they did say it was too soon but i think they're putting out their new plan um in august and i know that the armadale regional council is waiting to lift or change their water restrictions based on what the bureau forecasts in august in that rainfall like summer spring period Mm -hmm. um i think by august they'll be able to tell a little bit more um with a little bit more certainty as to whether we are going to have a La Nina because if mm, that happens, mm. then there will be increased rainfall. Yeah. They can't tell you what day, so don't book no, your outdoor I don't know barbecue. What day, but but just, well, they're saying a wet August. So Yes. Um, let's hope we do get a wet August. I mean, if we get a wet August and then a wet-ish September, you'd have to think we'd be sitting pretty without, you know, maybe that's yes. not probably a good but way of we, putting it, but we'd, we'd be going all right. Speaking of water, that's what else is in the news. Uh, Last night, again, water, hot topic at the Tamworth Regional Council meetings. They did pass a motion to buy $17,500 of water on the open market to refill the Scotts Road drift wells um, where they took more than their allocation of water last Mm -hmm. year. Mm -hmm. So um, it was not passed easily. There were a lot of harsh words flying around the room, defensive um, Mm. 
proclamations. You were there? I was there virtually. Oh, that's a virtual meeting now. Yes. Yeah. Mm. Uh, so some of the councillors said, you know, we made this choice to extract this water for human critical need for the people of Tamworth and they feel like they're being unfairly criticised for doing so. Sounds when, reasonable. When they tried to reach the New South Wales government and they didn't get any response in a certain amount of time, they're saying there's not clarity. Um, one of the councillors was using very harsh words saying that the, the state government modelling is actually false and... Um, that because he lived on a farm, he knows how water works. But he did also say he's not a hydrologist. Okay. Um, yeah. So yeah, I, I think, know, but I don't actually know. I know. Is that, is that what he's I know yeah. better than the experts, but yeah. I'm not an but expert. I, don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I do that all the time. Yeah. Um, no, that's fair no I mean yeah. I can understand where he's coming from. His experience is coming from lived experience of dealing with underground water. Um, and I guess they're just dealing with a lot of frustration. So I think that's where his statements were coming from. In my opinion, his statements were out of frustration for, you know, the council's copying the blame because they are the ones who extracted the water, allegedly. There's an investigation mm-hmm. underway. So <clears throat> keep that word in there. Uh, and, you know, now it's costing an extra $17,500. Can I ask you this? Did they just refill by themselves like... The other day. With the rain, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Is that- <laughs> well, see, that's where they were also discussing. Was mm. like they didn't think there was an issue with, you know, taking the water that's connected to the rivers, which are, you know, in our council area. Mm, mm. I am not an expert, so, we have so I'm things just going to argue off. about than this. It just seems a little bit. Well, well I we think needed it's, the water. It's the yes, money. we need the water. Yeah, it's you the know. money issue now that we're bu- we're having to spend money on it. So that's where. I think it does need to be discussed. Mm. I am a big proponent of listening to experts. However, I do understand that there is a lot of bureaucracy involved. Mm. Yeah, that's right. So, hmm. I also heard that Cole Murray on the news last night was saying, oh, he hopes there's not a big slowdown in the state government building the new dam and all that new infrastructure now because we've had a bit of rain. Is that likely to happen? I don't think so. I'm not sure. I feel like the dam is a long-term um, investment infrastructure mm. piece, and so I don't think that it would stop it. To be honest, it would be more so like either. environmental approvals <clears throat> that would have any kind of slowdown, and for good reason. If you're building a new dam, there are things that need to be considered. Yeah, the frog. There's always <laughs> a frog. <laughs> um, so. I think the COVID thing puts a lot of pressure on the state's finances as well, doesn't it? And if yes, if Chaffee say fills up, if Chaffee that, fills that, up, there's I every think chance we're sweet. they might slow down on that because you know there's they won't a, see it as a, a priority. E- well, there's an economic you know side to it as well, and if the economy is as devastated as what we think it's going to be and what what it has. Shown to be already. The only thing I can think is that in this very... It would make sense to slow down a little bit on it, I I would have thought. In this very near future of, you know, a couple of years, will be mostly the paperwork side of things Mm, to mm. get those reports done and analysis and, like, you know, hand those things over to the regulators and different bodies and the bureaucracy, basically. Mm, The bureaucracy. So I don't know that there's going to be too much you know, big cash spent mm. in the near, very near future, as in like next few years, really. I can't see it. Where's the cash going to come from? Yeah, you know, well, I, what no I'm ca- saying is I don't... There's no cash left. I don't basically. think they need to 
yeah um do that well mm. i mean where does cash come from taxes i guess does it oh, i meant like it gets printed so <laughs> just saying <laughs> oh yeah but if they don't pay cash do they <laughs> i don't think it's quite that simplistic is there anything else happening in the news um there was quite a lot of things discussed at the council meeting but mm-hmm. other than that um what has slowed down is the upgrade to the Banksia mental health facilities here mm. in Tamworth. Yes. And so our local state member, Mr. K.A., Kevin Anderson. I think I've got him on the show later on, so yes. I'll chat to him about well, this. Well, he, um, you'll hear him in the news talking about it, but he got with the local mental health carers group um, to discuss the impacts that COVID has had on our region and the mm. mental health and how we really do need the upgrade to the facilities. We have great uh, staff and great, you know, um, operators and mm-hmm. health people working there but the facilities themselves are kind of lacking and i think they are calling for an upgrade mm, mm. Uh, that they have been for a while but it's been pushed back and pushed yes, back and yes. pushed back but now you know seeing this compounded crises mm-hmm. some people need help and we have got a number as well you can call if you mm. need that okay. or anyone you know needs help beautiful that is fantastic what a great way to win a lovely positive note there tony Wonderful as always, and we will. Will we get your day underway with Two TM Breakfast with Peter Huxley on Tamworth Zone twelve eighty seven Two TM? How about this? In in the new wave wedding, a couple who sorted their guests into categories A, B, and C due to the restrictions of the coronavirus times we have can only have a limited number of <laughs> guests. They've been blasted online for this. The wedding invitation classified guests into categories A, B and C. They, they faced a tough choice of who will witness the nuptials and celebrate them with them afterwards with strict limitations on the number of guests allowed to, to attend the wedding. So this is what this couple did. They were placed into group A while others go into group B and others were even into group C. On their invitation, it's had important notice. This is Fair Income. Dear friends and family, please understand that our venue is limited in the number of guests we'll be able to accommodate for our wedding day due to the blah, 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 blah. As much as we would love to have each and every one of you join us on our big day. So this is the bit where you work out who your friends are and who your, you know, just acquaintances. <laughs> and they all know as well. We are forced to split our guests into groups to ensure we do not surpass our capacity restrictions. Group A, please RSVP as soon as possible. We appreciate your promptness as we will be able to extend any vacant seats to additional guests. So they're your class A celebrities. Your class, I suppose your mum, your brother, you know, probably your idiot brother-in-law. Groups B and C, please keep a close watch on our wedding website for no... Wedding website. For notice that we have space available. If you already know that you are unable to join us, it is helpful that you decline via the RSVP function on our website. <laughs> if you're not coming, tell us now because, well, you know, you're not in, but if you couldn't come even if you wanted to, let us know. If possible, we encourage our guests to hire a babysitter for the night and leave your children at home. As much as we love your kids, that's a sweeping generalisation too, isn't it? We are doing our best to make space for all the guests we can. We also ask for our single guests to forego their plus one if possible. 
We appreciate your understanding. At the bottom it says you are in group, in this particular example, you are in group A. Because the group B and C people already tore their wedding, well, their faux wedding invitations up and threw them straight in the bin. And they're not going to the website to say whether they're coming or not. They're just going to ignore it outright and uh, delete them out of their contacts on their phone. Dr Kerry Chance had a haircut, hasn't she? And she's not wearing the glasses anymore, our state chief health officer. I, I really liked her with the glasses and the longer hair. I think she's Gladys Berejiklian's told her where to get a haircut. <laughs> get, just give us a Gladys. Give us a Gladys Berejiklian. And I won't be wearing the glasses anymore either. I'm going for the contacts. And I don't know. I reckon she's got less credibility now. <laughs> That's my... It reminds me of this. She cut her hair and I stopped loving her. Tamworth Zone, 1287, 2TM. And 2TM Breakfast with Peter Huxley. Well, the Belarusian president who claimed vodka could cure coronavirus, the vodka, uh, unfortunately has con- contracted the coronavirus. Belarus President Alexander Lukashenko today confirmed he's contracted the killer bug, having refused to lock down the country and continue to take part in sporting events at the start of the pandemic. He was pictured, he's trying to do a Putin, he pictured in his ice hockey outfit. Uh, he claimed vodka and saunas. You might remember that one. I think we featured that one on the program some time ago. Should be a why we don't have hover cars, because this bloke's doing all the science in Ukraine. Uh, a world leader who claimed vodka and saunas could keep COVID-19 at bay and refused to cancel large sporting events. It's, it's like a broken record, this, isn't it? Belarusian President Alexander Lukashenko has previously come under fire after refusing to lock down and continued to play ice hockey as the disease spread across the world. The dictator claimed that drinking 50 mils of vodka a day would protect people from the virus. Uh, unfortunately, that's proven not to be true. Uh, today you are meeting a man who managed to survive the coronavirus on his feet. Doctors came to such a conclusion yesterday. Uh, he told citizens in April they shouldn't even worry. No one will die from coronavirus in our country. That's a big call, isn't it? Those Ukrainians. Uh, this is my firm conviction by judging by analysis of not only of previous years. We, have the, we already have this year's experience and from our experience, from Chinese, American, European experience of how this disease is running and we see how we, see how we should work. Therefore, we'll do our best to fight for every person. If a person stays positive and drinks vodka every day, they should stay healthy. Or at least they'll be unaware that they're unhealthy anyway. That's a good thing. Yeah, he's in charge. Well, worried that it might be raining. A bloke in an apartment looks out, sticks his head out the window to check, and as he does so, a glass eye falls into his hand. He looks up and he sees a woman looking down at him. He says, is this yours? She said, yeah, do you mind bringing it up for me? And he says, no, no problem at all. So up he goes, and on his arrival, she's uh, very thankful and so offers him a drink, and they sit and chat for a couple of hours before she says, look, I'm about to have dinner, and there's plenty. Would you care to join me? man says, yeah, that's fantastic. He has a fantastic meal, and as they carry their dishes to the kitchen, the woman says, look, it's been a fantastic night. How about we go out again tomorrow night? He says, that's really nice. Yeah, I'd love to do that. He says, but do you act like this with every bloke you meet? She says, no, only those who catch my eye. 